Testing. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Clever Kids. This is a weekly podcast where three brothers take a look at a topic from popular culture. My name is Tyler. My name's Brian. And my name's Jeff. I don't know why you guys you guys have like this like pause. Like you can't just be ready to say. Things. I have to remember I what my name is. I always have to go in is. and cut the pause out. Sometimes time. I'm like, who am I? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> For that one, I was going to do something quirkier, and then I just decided to abandon it. So there's a little hesitation. So apologies. Uh, that's fine. Anything quirky you want to throw in, Jeff? You well, be no, our, you're not. I, you can be got our scared. resident De- Zoe Deschanel, uh, I, Jeffrey Deschanel. Um, this week, we are going to talk about something that we kind of just reference uh, every now and then when, we, um, when we're talking about superhero movies or superhero content or like you know whenever a movie theater or a movie company releases their slate of movies and it's it's superhero fatigue um you you hear about it whenever uh you know an older director from the boomer generation goes i don't get these marvel movies i don't understand why people like them they're stupid whatever um and but you also hear it whenever a movie like uh I don't know, Venom 2, The Rise of Carnage is coming out. Um, it's this concept that we're so inundated with um, these superhero movies that they're really, you're kind of like starved for other types of content and you maybe want more from, you know, your theatrical experience. And so I just wanted to kind of um, talk about it. And there's one article that I'll bring up at some point um, that really um, pointed this out to me, and it came from an unlikely source, actually. But I kind of wanted to get everybody's initial feelings on superhero fatigue and then ha- open it up to more of a general discussion. So, uh, Brian, did, did you, how do you feel about this as the person most likely on this podcast to experience this, uh, <laughs> this situation? Um, how do you feel about it? I mean, I don't know if I'm the most likely. As the person most likely to be a superhero, you think this stuff would sing to me more. But um, I I would say absolutely 110% there's a level of superhero fatigue that um, honestly, once we started talking about the topic, it's kind of hit for me that it's been a while. Like, it's been kind of developing over the course of a couple of years. I mean, there's movies that I've just chose not to go see because I'm like, I've I've had enough you know, and like, and I can tell that that movie isn't offering anything different or new, um, and and therefore I just don't bother. Uh, this Morbius one coming up is is a perfect example where I'm like, eh, like I'll pass. It just feels like you know another Venom type movie where, you know, this guy is living his life and then you know through one way or another gets you know kind of changed and then has to deal with those changes and you know like is he a hero is he a villain you know you be the judge but you know i just it doesn't look like it's offering anything that i'm excited about so it's like i totally feel fatigue when i look at a movie like that because it doesn't feel like it needs to be made and it feels like it's just them saying like we know you like superheroes we know that you'll spend the money so here's another one yep for sure. I mean, even just quickly, like associating that, what you just said with um, one of the criticisms that we're um, 
that we're talking about, uh, Denny Villeneuve kind of said uh, something exactly what you're saying. Uh, perhaps the problem is that we're in front of too many Marvel movies that are nothing more than a cut and paste of others. Um, perhaps these types of movies have turned us into zombies a bit, but big and expensive movies of great value. Uh, there are many today I don't feel capable of being pessimistic at all. So that was him in reference to Dune, where he was talking about like the, the scope of like the big budget movies that we're seeing and how almost all of the massive budgets are going to superhero movies now. And I almost find that one less of a criticism of Marvel movies or superhero movies in general and more just like the process that it's like, this is basically like it's the same thing we've been people have been saying about uh, the Marvel movies for for decades is that it's exactly the same character development. You know what I mean? Like you come in, they're arrogant, they're an asshole, and then something bad happens to them, and then they become a superhero, and then they have to fight the big bad guy, and and it's like a ma a moment of self sacrifice, right? That's Iron Man, that's Ant Man, that's Doctor Strange. All three of those movies are the same thing, right? Um, and that's kind of what his criticism is there and that's sort of what you're saying right it's like if they're not doing anything new with it or like telling a different story then why am i even sitting here watching it like just because the guy has different powers like that's boring i don't give a shit about that you know is that what 100 percent? yeah I, th I think it's just exactly like it feels like i'm gonna be watching more of the same it just like i if i'm not seeing i'm gonna equate this to like something personal for me when I'm playing Madden, you know, and on PlayStation, like Madden is notorious for just like making small tweaks and then putting out the next year's edition because right. there's an expectation that they come out with a new edition every year. And so for me, like what I've gone from is buying the new edition every year to waiting until I see that they've made a change to it that's going to be significantly a different experience. Right. Or if I it's like five years later and the graphics have improved so much that it's like, okay, exactly. well, I'm like, literally controlling you know, Troy Aikman in nineteen. It feels like I'm buying a new game yeah. versus like a new fo football game versus like hold a on, hold refurbished on. version of the same thing. Tyler, could you not name a single active football player? Did you have yeah, to go no, back into the 1990s? <laughs> I couldn't. Well, to his point, I'd rather play as Troy Aikman than most of the bums in the league right now. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Brian's continue. wearing a, I could just see the Cowboys just like blazing on his chest right now. So I was like, I was like, who's the most famous Cowboy I could think of right now? Troy Aikman. Well, I was going to say Tony Romo, but I was like, I'm pretty sure he retired and kind of sucked. Oh, dude. dude <laughs> and I you did. couldn't remember what years he played in? Yeah, I couldn't. I don't, I don't watch football. I'm sorry. Quick, uh, quick aside here. I, mean, I sit next to this guy, at, or like near this guy at work, and he like openly says he hates the Cowboys. And then he comes in wearing a. Uh, everyone says that shit, stupid motherfuckers. But anyway, uh, <laughs> he comes into work wearing a UCLA polo, and I'm like, "Oh, like you're? You, did you go to UCLA?" He's like, "No." I'm like, "Why do you like UCLA?" He's like, "Oh, well, I grew up a huge Troy Aikman fan, and he went there." I was like, don't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to hate on the Cowboys, but be a fan of a college that you never went to because of one of the greatest Cowboys ever. Like, yeah, whatever. What? And yeah, for, for, what the, a for weird the listeners at home, statement. For, I grew up a, for the listeners at home, if, if you hate the Cowboys, uh, feel free to write a letter uh, explaining that up in detail shove it up to, your ass. To, to 113 uh, 464. I don't know. Vancouver way, Vancouver, Washington. <laughs> I will write you back. I you're going to enjoy it, but I will write you back. If you want to express your feelings on the Cowboys, find Jeff on the street, yell them at him, and then he will relay them to Brian. And I, I might agree with you. I might agree with you. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have an opinion. But yeah. Uh, so but anyway, 
So yeah, uh, I, I totally lost my. Point. What we were talking about, you don't you don't buy the new Madden just because a new Madden came out. You buy yeah, it when there's exactly. A it's kind of the same thing with iPhones, man. And like in, in superhero movies, are the same way. Yes. Like if I'm seeing something that's too similar, it's like I'm not gonna buy it just because it's similar. Like I'm gonna wait until my phone is like, you know, really struggling before I update it. I'm gonna wait two or three years because it just doesn't make sense to like pay for the same product when like. I, it's just a shinier, newer, cleaner version, you know, versus being something that's like innovative and different and has new features. And it's this like one same has rounded movies. corners and it comes in green. They, dude, okay, quickly on that Apple thing, the most recent fucking uh, conference where they un- un- announced a bunch of new stuff, the biggest headline that came out of it was that they introduced a green color to the iPhone 12 and 13 and yeah. that they, re- they released that's a insane, cheaper. Man less uh le- slightly less capable version um of a 5g iphone those are two announcements are you fucking kidding me come See, on apple like a, yeah, where is the next to, I, steve jobs to rescue this fucking company like they are yeah. they're not putting out anything interesting it's like they feel like they got to the top of the trash heap and are like oh this is far enough 100 we'll just keep yeah, putting out the like, exact same product every year the iphone came out when i was in high school i believe and like at first, it, like I, I didn't even transition. The first but iPhone got, came out when I was a freshman in high school, so you would have been in middle oh, school. Oh, so I was in middle school. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. But um, at first, I didn't make the change. It was you know something innovative, and different. I ended up getting my first iPhone, and then it felt like you wanted to like upgrade every year. You wanted to get the new one because they were just innovating and stuff. Now it's like, like I'll wait till my phone either has a problem or they put out something crazy different. You know, like oh, this one has five G and a third camera. That sounds like pretty different okay i'll get that one that's when i made my most recent switch with superhero movies i'm starting to feel the same way big time like there's just there's so much in your face all year long and you're getting so many different ones that i'm like i can't go to 30 movies a year so i need to decide which of this which of these is worth going to see because i'm going to get a different experience not only can i not go to 30 movies a year i'm not willing to go to movies that are introducing characters that are essentially just replacements of the characters that just died like they have to give me something interesting tell me an interesting story you know like it has to be something more it can't just be like well we have to do this movie so that we can get this puzzle piece over here and this over here it's like well that's not what we're coming here for like we're coming here for an interesting story well i think more and more we're going to start to see what they were running into you guys going to speak to this way more than i will but what they were running into for decades writing comics where they just started like creating characters that were like basically the same character as somebody else or maybe like a a, a revamped version of a character from the other universe like and you see a lot of people that are like it's basically the same person Doctor Strange versus Doctor Fate or you know right. like a Quick, Quicksilver versus Flash like you guys are gonna have to touch on this in, in depth because I can't but you know, it, it just feels like they were just like writing and writing and writing, and after a while, they were like, "Fuck!" Like, all right, we're gonna need a speedster now because, like, I don't have any ideas. Like, I mean, first, so so let me touch a little bit on the background. I mean, like the the reason why I haven't suffered from super, superhero fatigue really much yet, I'll say, is because I, I think that there's a lot of passion for superheroes. I think superheroes is a really, or uh, comics in general, is a really unique way of telling stories. I mean, it's, I think as you far as I can imagine, particularly have a lot, like a big passion for superheroes, and just like the concept of these people who are better doing better, right? Like you, it's, it's more than that, enjoy though. That. 
It's it's more than that because it's like the longest form of storytelling that I could possibly imagine. I mean, it's this ongoing. Batman hasn't hasn't gone a single month without appearing in a comic book since like 1939. It's it's just hundreds of pages of content telling stories that this character exists in. Right. Yep. I mean, imagine having a favorite character and then having infinite content to be able to go through and absorb with that character. Like it's an amazing form of telling a story. And I think that there's ways to do it right. There's ways to do it wrong. And even comic books fuck up sometimes. But I, I think for me, um, I can't say I've escaped superhero fatigue completely because what I dislike is watching bad superhero shit. A couple weeks back, I was ranting and raving about some superhero content called The Guardians of Justice that Netflix put out. That's a complete fucking mockery about superheroes. Well, that's the idea, right? It is supposed to be a parody. Like, it is making fun of. It's not supposed to be good or taken seriously. But the problem is that you still have to make good content if you're making a parody. You can't just right. make them. Like, it's like Scary Movie 5 or whatever. There's a reason that those movies stopped being good is because they stopped trying. They just were putting out random shit and being like, you get this reference? You get it? You get it? And it's like, yeah, we fucking get it. But you're not doing anything with it like you're not telling a interesting concept you're not making a good story you're just right just putting out garbage and just attaching a superhero concept to it and telling us that it, we should care and that's not fair that's not what we want um but go ahead jeff continue please no yeah i mean you're absolutely right i like the other but other content that's not satirical uh because i don't want to lose the point here like there's been tons of times where i think that the director that is put in front of a project doesn't have the passion for the superhero genre for example wonder woman 1984 i I think is like a travesty i think the first one was an interesting look at a a new character and i think that wonder woman 1984 was a boring shitty take on the same character oh it's a debacle and i i don't know i i don't (laughs) want to see another wonder woman i love that pause just the way you describe things it was horrific it's a travesty I was trying to jump in, but you didn't pick up. Yeah, I thought we were going to go back and forth there with you know, whatever. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I just like I don't want to see another Wonder Woman film. I, I don't care if Gal Gadot comes back because I did not appreciate her last entry into the franchise. Um, but so I think like, I have. You know super- what? I think I will stop you there because I think that there was merit in the in what they were trying to do with that movie, but they definitely failed. They were trying to make a superhero movie that wasn't like you know just like a big bang punch him up big fucking fight with lasers in the sky and all this kind of shit and it was like her still being a hero still being a badass but stopping him by like like appealing to his emotional aspects and i think that they there's an interesting idea i just don't think that it played out well and i think that the story had a lot of issues to get it all the pieces there so yeah well, so and, and my issue with the genre in general though is that the people that don't understand the comics will think, oh, well, it's just like comics. It doesn't have to make sense. Wonder, Wonder Woman can just lasso lightning now. It just, that's what she can fucking do. And, and Steve Trevor can wake up 50 years later and still remember how to fly a plane that's so scientifically advanced doesn't make any sense that some, that some reason has fuel in it. Like, these things just happen in superhero films. That's fine. The, 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 the fans are too fucking stupid and they're just here to see people fly around and punch things so I can throw in nonsense plot points to get my plot, my plot from point A to point B and no one will care. Like, and it's almost offensive as a viewer to think this is really what you thought I was going to fucking enjoy. Okay, well, I'll stop you there again because Spider-Man No Way Home, I just watched it uh, on Friday night um, again and I will say that there is some really big 
plot contrivances in this movie that I think we talked about while we were doing the review, but holy shit was I like really like they were big and glaring this time <laughs> um, specifically that the entire crux of this movie is based on the fact that Peter fucked up Doctor Strange's spell I'll, I'll put it to you that they had to walk from one the entryway of the Sanctum Sanctorum down to the basement and at no point did Doctor Strange say so if I do this spell Everybody in the world will forget that you're Peter Parker. And Peter did it, wouldn't have said, hey, is it okay if my girlfriend and my best friend and my aunt still know? Can you make a spell that, like, is that way? And then everybody else? Or, like, maybe you and my aunt and my my friends? Like, you know, just, like, the those four people? Like, what if those four people knew? Like, is that possible? And then they have a conversation? No, they never fucking did that. Doctor Strange doesn't tell him anything until the spell is being activated. And then that's So you're saying it's movie. out of character for Doctor Strange to both, one, think he's better than everyone and not make any mistakes, and two, not trust someone else with more information about magic. That's not what I'm saying are- at all. I'm saying that this movie, that is a massive plot point for this movie that doesn't make any sense like that that just doesn't make sense so even dr strange being arrogant he would have told peter what like what what the fuck did they talk about the whole way down nothing they just walked silently that's what happens in movies all the time but the fact that like that that you have to make that leap in logic for this movie that's exactly the same as steve trevor getting into a jet and knowing how to fly it and it having gas it's the same thing. It's exactly... there's, a, there's actually a deleted scene of them going down, and they're just asking each other how their day is. Yeah. <laughs> so like, how, how, how's it, how, how are things? I, I uh, picture Peter rambling the entire time. Things are good. Yeah, thanks for asking. It's just kind of an awkward walk down, and then they get into the meat and potatoes once he's like fully committed to the spell. Did you guys hear about the other deleted scene where uh, Tony Stark is trying to divorce Pepper Potts? <laughs> what? And the judge is like, so let me get this straight. You want to divorce her because she's a bit weird? And he's like, no, she's fucking strange. <laughs> Come on. Come on. So that, is, uh, uh, that was ap- our joke of the day segment. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as this applies to um, to these movies, uh, the, the, the reason this, this came up to me was actually Jared Leto defending Morbius. Um, which is a movie that I have repeatedly said I don't give a fuck about and I don't want to see, but I probably will. But I don't like I just don't. First of all, don't really care about Jared Leto. Second, what? Why would we care about making this movie about Morbius? Like the Sony Pictures universe is like creating these individual movies about characters that nobody cares about. Like I just whatever. Anyway, Jared Leto had a quote this week that really I found I found it really interesting um, so I'm going to read that out if it wasn't for Marvel films I don't even know if theaters would exist I also have gratitude for these movies because they're keeping cinema alive I know how important that was for me as a kid escaping to the movies that cultural experience was quite informative and impactful I saw movies in theaters and that changed my life um I uh, the reason that this stuck with me was I started thinking about how these Marvel movies and these um, like these theater experiences remind me a lot of going and seeing really big bands like say for example relate it to Martin Scorsese in a way that maybe he can understand the Rolling Stones um, 
The Rolling Stones is a band from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and today um, that are still touring and still playing literally the exact same songs every show. And people go and see them, and there's they sell out massive arenas. You know, like these are this is one of the most popular bands of all time, playing doing the exact same thing every time you see them. Maybe their performance is slightly different. Mick Jagger's eighty-year-old hips wagging in the breeze are slightly different. I don't know, but like it's the same show. And in no way am I shitting on the Rolling Stones. I love the Stones, but it, you're paying to see the same show every time you see them. That doesn't mean that new bands can't come out and that like smaller bands, small, like different types of stories like still exist and people go and or sorry, different types of like genres of music still exist and indie bands and stuff like that. Like they still get to play shows. They're just different types of shows. Right. right. There's a the different problem we're running into is we got, you know, the next act coming out is Bick Lagger and he's doing the same dance. You know what I mean? Right. right. Well, that's the thing. Like bands that were a lot like the Rolling Stones came and were big for a minute and then disappeared. You know what I mean? Like they had one or two hits. I mean, think of how many one hit wonders are out there that have like one or two years where they get to tour the state, like, you know, the stadium scene because they had this like massive selling song. And then they just don't ever come out with anything else and no one gives a shit about them ever again. Like that happens all the time. Right. And that's Morbius. Exactly. Morbius is trying to capitalize on the Marvel success, just like Venom was, just like Craven the Hunter is going to. Um, and it's just not going to work. It's going to crap out and people aren't going to care about it. And then Sony's going to not stop trying to make superhero movies because they're going to be like, what are we fucking doing? Like, we're not we don't have the so. characters that that Marvel has and we're not we're not producing them in the same way. So, like, we, we right. should stop. So eventually, yeah, we're it, Mar superhero movies are definitely going to go the way of the Western, right? Like the Western in the, you know, back in the day, every movie was basically a Western. Right. Like you just there's so many Westerns that our dad used to make us watch. John Wayne was in a thousand Westerns playing different characters in every fucking movie. Clint Eastwood made a career out Clint of it. Clint Eastwood made a career out of it. Like everything was a Western until. But we have that same thing with war movies. Like literally every major actor has been in a war movie. Like Sure, but that's a little bit different because the war films, I think the Western is a great, I hadn't thought about this. I think the Western is a great comparison because the Western was hot. Like the superhero genre was nothing until the year 2000 and then it's exploded. And because there is this lack of superhero content, it's exploded. And now we're at like peak superhero content. And I think Westerns is a great example. There was no Westerns. Suddenly it became this genre everyone is in westerns and there were people that were making career movie after career movie and only appearing in westerns whereas war films typically you don't see people i mean can you give me an example of an actor that's like only appeared in war films i, th I think it's about scarcity right i think i think i hope we get to a day where superhero films are less common so that that the general audience will be less will be more and more willing to see them but the fact that we get like six a year is you know uh fatiguing to the audience because it's like the only thing that they think they go see yeah i mean the fact that i there's four different spider-men that have existed just since i was 10 years old is yeah. is a lot I mean, it's how I'm i to be honest with you this is geez. this is kind of good timing because it's kind of how i felt about batman and i said this before we went and watched the movie yeah that like i just didn't understand why we needed another batman so soon it didn't like it doesn't feel like it was a movie that was getting added to or, you know, a Batman that was getting added to a wider universe. And therefore, I was like, what are we, why do we have another one coming out? And then you were talking about it in the scope of the movie, like, why do we need another Joker? 
Like, I'm getting kind of sick of Jokers, bro. You know, like, why don't we, like, give me something different. This is more of the same shit. And, like, yeah, they did a slightly different take. They did a slightly different version of Batman. But it's, like, it's just more, Bat- like, original Batman that we've just gotten so much of over the last decade or so. Um, sure. I mean, so, I so, kind of view yeah. um, superheroes in this way as, like, sort of the vessel. You want them to grow and evolve over time but like the different story is really driven by who their what their obstacle is that they come up against right so like if you want to view for the metaphor um let's say batman is a bowl right and you're like well why do we need another bowl and you're like well we need to put more stuff in this bowl and see if it can hold it you know <laughs> I don't know. No, this metaphor. I should have thought that metaphor through before I started saying it. You should have. You should have stopped at the western. You killed it with the western, and now you're talking. Well, about that's it. not my uh, thought. That's not a new individual thought. Everybody brings up like the so, the way of so, the western is a concept in like. So you're saying when you don't have someone else's thought, your yeah, thoughts say, you're discrediting yourself. Congratulations. I just didn't think it uh, through before I started saying it. Okay, guys. <laughs> give, so give picture Superman as a fork. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, and Brainiac is a bowl of spaghetti, and you want to wrap yeah. him around the fork and you see just, if the fork just, can get it to your mouth. What, what I find without exactly. dropping any. What I find interesting from talking to my you know friends who don't watch superheroes is, is don't you sit there and lie are. to me? You don't have any friends. Sorry, how it's, to it's, say it's it. how it's how selective they are when it comes to what superheroes they'll watch. So like I have friends that are like, oh, I can't wait to see the Batman, and then I talk to them about Marvel films, and they'll be like, oh, I haven't even seen all the Captain Americas because he's such a lame hero. And, and I'll be like, I don't, okay, uh, I like it throws me for a loop because it's like, well, Batman doesn't have actual powers. Captain America has actual powers, even though they're just like enhanced strength. But at the same time, you know, I can recommend Captain America Winter Soldier till I'm blue in the face. But the fact is the person doesn't want to see that set of powers. And, and that matters a lot, regardless of how carefully directed the film is or how masterfully crafted the plot is. The fact of the matter is if it, if it involves an actor or a power set that the general audience thinks is you know not as cool as others i don't know it it, it really feeds into that fatigue how, how much does the power set really matter i mean we watched guardians of the galaxy where it's just a bunch of random characters that i could never have imagined it's not about the power set ago. in any way it's about whether or not the movie looks good or is presented in an interesting yeah. way what was cool, cool about soundtrack guardians interesting storyline yeah. was that it was very different from anything else marvel had put out right. it was this like space adventure with like a weird raccoon man who rides a tree into battle and like there was like you know the queen was in the trailer and you know or whatever was in the trailer you know what i mean hooked on a feeling i think it was was on the trailer. well and they make they make the second one more about peter quill having powers and it wasn't as good as number one in my opinion like number one it was it was just really more of like centering in on something so different yeah, and it was you all know, the colors. The, there was like all this like purples and blues. The soundtrack and was just the best soundtrack on. ever. Like, yeah. they killed that movie. That movie is a great example of like how they can keep this thing going. You just got to be original. I will say you know? though, number two, the main song that keeps playing throughout is "The Chain" by the Fleetwood Chain. Mac, and yeah. that's one of the best songs of all time. Definitely in my top five songs of all time. So, watch your mouth. Okay. I wasn't trying to shit on number two. I was just just trying to say sh- number hey, one. You know what? You've been checked. Just just deal with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, exactly, though, right? Like, they, they presented something in a unique and interesting way, and it fucking paid off dividends for them because that movie was, like, one of the highest-earning Marvel movies for a long time. 
And it's, it's just one of the ones that has the most staying power. You know what I mean? Like, I could literally watch that movie once a year and be happy. Like, it's a good movie. Like, yeah. And it's just something that just gives me a different vibe than any other. Like, if you're like, hey, let's watch Captain America. And I'm like, which one? Like, and that's coming from someone who likes the, the Captain America movies. But, like, it's it's a lot of the same product from movie to movie. You know what I mean? Thor, I'll give you a perfect example. If someone says, let's watch Thor, we all know you're talking Ragnarok because it's different. You know what yeah. I mean? They well, went in a also, different direction. Who's, who's who's like, let's talk on the dark world. I really want to see <laughs> yeah. I really want to see Thor fight curse. Just Thor 1 and Thor 2 give me the same vibe as each other. Like, And I'm not just talking about a quality. I'm talking about like the storyline and like what he actually goes through in the movie. And Thor Ragnarok is something totally zany and different. Gives me a totally original vibe, even though it's the third movie in a series. Like, yeah. yep. It's just a, it's it's more of that formula of Guardians of the Galaxy that we weren't getting up to that point. Well, you so also just... let Taika Waititi just kind of like bring whatever the fuck he wants into a movie, and you're probably going to have some success just because he's so madcap and just out there. I think he know? gets that though. Like I think he gets what right. we're saying, which is got to be a little bit different, or else, or people are just after a while are going to have that fatigue and not want to go see it. You it's know? also like it should be fun. Like it should be fun. Like Morbius doesn't look fun. <laughs> It doesn't look no, like does a fun movie. Fun. I don't care not. about it. Like, it's how I felt about Venom, to be honest with you. No, it literally and it wasn't fun. I don't think Venom. that episode got released because I was so out of it the day that we recorded. I think it was like super hungover. But I don't, I don't think I, like, I just kept saying what, during the recording of me and Jeff was just like, I don't understand what happened in this movie. It was moving so fast. I can't even yeah, I haven't even what seen the story it. <laughs> was. Yeah, I haven't even seen it. So, like, so, so, it doesn't look fun. so, like, I will say this. I mean, I think there's well, another level of this. Oh, sorry. I think there's another level of this, which is they their source material is decades and decades of writers already running into this problem, which is, all right, well, we've just fleshed out this entire storyline. Let's bring the dead characters back and start something completely different. And, like... It's just a rinse and repeat of characters and motives and storylines for decades worth of material that they're now trying to create movies off of. So I, I, I want I want first off I want to go through an exercise. I want you guys to try to draw as many super superhero parallels. Like who is their like ridiculously way too close equivalent? Uh, most likely gonna be a bridging between DC and Marvel. But you know, I threw out a few examples like Quicksilver and Flash. They feel like they're very similar. Can well, you guys you can, give me just run down a list of from there? You can do Quicksilver, Flash, Mercari, Impulse. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of speedsters. You know, there's yeah, Mar- there's a lot. I mean, Flash has like a whole family that are just all different versions of the Flash. Like there's right, Bart yeah. Allen, but, Wally but, West, Barry Allen. There's future versions of the Flash's kids that are female that are also the Flash. Um, there's a female Flash how, currently in in DC right now. Jesse Quick, um, how dare you? throw dirt on Jay Garrick's name and not missed him first. Jay Garrick, deserves, yeah, exactly. Like, respect, respect. Or just like so, Green Lanterns like the, or like Spider-Man oh or just, you know what I mean? Like there's just so many different yeah. versions of literally but, the same but I think hero in the same canon that you don't even need to go outside of the canon for it. Sorry, is, is In the 1970s and in the 1980s, Marvel and DC essentially started just stealing content from each other. Um, and so whenever they would come up with a new superhero or villain that was successful, the other one would generate an identically superhero with similar power sets with almost an identical name. So some of the common ones Captain is Deathstroke. Marvel's in both of them, right? Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Well, different types uh, of Captain Marvel, but yeah. Um, so 
you have like Deathstroke, super popular DC villain, uh, mercenary, bounty hunter. Um, he's famously silent and imposing color scheme, orange and black. And suddenly Marvel comes out with Deadpool. And his na- so Deathstroke's name is Slade Wilson. Deadpool's name is Wade Wilson. It's horrible. That color scheme, red and black. Plagiarism. And his first And his first appearance, he has dual swords just like Slade Wilson. And he's also, like, it's basically like a fucking shot for shot remake of Deathstroke. And Slade he almost got canceled. And Wade Wilson. Right. Wilson. And then you get, you, I don't know which one was first, but you get uh, Carol Danvers from Marvel as uh, Miss Marvel, I think, at the beginning. Um, and then you get so, Supergirl. Oh, yeah. Cara Danvers, literally. Carol like, Danvers and Cara Danvers in different correct. universes, and they're correct. both superhero level or like Superman level women. Yes. Oh, that's so blatantly bad. Like, how did they not get in trouble for that? <laughs> that's crazy. Like Were they weren't trying. trying to well, I don't think they had copyright it. laws the same way that we do now back then. Uh, I think it was kind of the wild oh, west of content creation. You know, we don't really get like copyright laws until di- the, like the high point of Disney, where they're like trying to protect the mouse, and then they—that's when like copyright laws really get intense. But you're right, Brian. Like, I mean, just like just looking at like Batman, Iron Man is basically Batman but with the power suit. Um, Moon Knight is basically Batman but without a power suit and a dissociative identity disorder. Um, yeah, I mean, just I mean. Let's see. Who else can we compare to each other? Um, Superman's got Captain Marvel, which DC sued Fawcett Comics over um, and basically put Fawcett Comics out of business and then bought Fawcett Comics and then uh, just brought Shazam or Captain Marvel into their own universe. So basically just just bankrupted the company and then stole their character. Um, And then you have, yeah, Captain Marvel is the original Captain Marvel, and he's basically a Superman level hero. Um, and then you, you know, that that goes all the way down to Carol Danvers, who eventually becomes Captain Marvel herself. Um, but they both, they're both sort of created as like a Superman level hero. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, you're right. Like, eventually, we're just gonna. Well, I don't think in the movies they can really poach them because now you're you're speaking to a much wider audience who's just going to be like that's the same character that we already saw you know what i mean like i just i don't know i don't see that so so yeah i have two more thoughts about this one and what well i'll dive into them separately so the first one is i think what really gets me is when we get a couple of movies in a row that are building towards a climactic battle against this universe ending threat like a thanos level just the guy that's been looming over 20 straight movies and we we build up to this and then we see the conclusion play out and then we get content for the next couple of years that's like more like going back to fighting street thugs and like to me i I don't know if that's a challenge that they're really going to be able to get past because how often can you like how constantly can you be building up to a thanos level threat versus having to kind of reset it back down um but that's definitely something that affects me because i'm like why do i care about hawkeye beating up street thugs when yeah i just saw him running from aliens while holding i just saw him in an intergalactic ultimate free you know free-for-all battle against thanos like it's just it's it's hard to reconcile those two you know or even black widow dealing with the black widow you know organization like after everything that she's been through i'm like these guys are a joke like <laughs> like this is nothing to you you like you were just fighting thanos like it's just I saw it's, you punch it's an tough. alien That's... in the face you think that this guy 
can beat you with pheromones. Just slam your face into a desk, break your nose so you can't smell him, and then shoot him in the face. Yeah, it's just, and I don't know if that's one that they're going to be able to really get past because, like, I think you have to be able to have those, like, those big rising storylines that, you know, they're, like, elevating themselves, and then you have to bring it back down to earth a little bit. I mean, bit. there's a but reason. Well, this definitely causes some, some fatigue. There's a reason that the Star Wars movies originally ended after Return of the Jedi is because they took down the Empire. They, what do you do after that? You show uh, some episodes of Luke walking around Dagobah or whatever, <laughs> like picking up Yoda's I'm, shit or whatever. I don't like. I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on that. No, because and then we get 20 years later. They tell another big overarching story, right? And then that ends. And then another 10 years later, they tell another overarching story. And then all of a sudden, they start expanding the content and. Look how shitty that has already gotten with Book of Boba Fett. Like, not that that movie or that show was the worst show I've ever seen, but like, I fucking feel like I could have skipped it. Like, it wasn't. I didn't even watch it. I I, I, I did skip it. Yeah, I watched it. I watched all of it, and it was fine. But it it wasn't good. It wasn't like necessary content. I didn't need to see any of it. I don't give a fuck really. Like, what happened in it? Right. It doesn't matter I, how good it was because well, it's like, why am I watching this? Yeah. I will say, uh, there were plenty of creators post Return of the Jedi that wrote the, the extended Star Wars universe and novels. Yeah, and I read most had of plenty them. of ideas. How many did you read? No. Oh, okay. And but how about Brian? Did you is... read any of the comics that came out from Marvel or Dark Horse? I yes, did. I read all of them. Yeah, I did. I know that you didn't, but I did. <laughs> but like other people didn't. It wasn't like it was this massive thing that got like this huge budget and this huge marketing push that was But there pushed... were ideas of where the story should go, is my point. Sure, but most of those stories were just random scribblings of madmen drawn by other madmen you know what i mean like they're not like none of them are in canon with each other most of them directly uh what's the word i'm talking i'm thinking of they overwrite each other's what contradict yeah contradict each other's thing like you know writings like most of the stories it's like boba fett was over here but wait boba fett was over there oh no these take place at two different times no you literally say the star date in this panel (laughs) they're at the same time it doesn't make any sense but yeah, you, I'm okay with more content coming out that's more like, you know, fan fiction, if you will, quote unquote. Um, that's fine. But you're putting this massive budget behind Marvel and it's like this never ending soap opera. Well, fuck it. Hey, dude, you better be coming with the heat. You know what I mean? Give us some good content. And so far, I think that most of the content that Marvel has come out with is still pretty good. I mean, Eternals, I. I did not like that movie at all. I was really disappointed by it. Um, yeah. That being said, so I, I liked all the Marvel yeah. TV shows so far. So, so I think I think that they have they really have two options uh, for going forward in a, a successful way. One, make sure you're doing something different, and I'll give you a couple of examples of where I've I've seen that. One is The Boys, is a TV show where they are doing like this dark side of superheroes that I, I can't get enough of. Yeah. Like, I find it fascinating. I, I like how, like, much more real it feels than just having these infallible characters. Um, mm-hmm. It's fantastic. The Invincible TV show is another great example of that, where, like, you're just seeing in a different way. It's just it's just more of, like, what the chaos that having superheroes in your world and in, in your universe can bring to, to people so, and to bring to existence. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say the last one I have an example of, and it's not a great quality production, but I really liked what they were doing with the storyline, is Jupiter's Legacy. Like, I liked how they were exploring 
less of the perfectness of the superheroes and more of it actually like causes them to like struggle with being like even good like a lot of them struggle with just being like a good person because these powers corrupt and these powers you know give you the the freedom to do whatever the hell you want to other people and like how do you deal with that you know how do you overcome that or how do the people around you have to deal with you because you've chosen not to deal with it um, I, I just think the shows like that are are paving the way for for exploring superheroes further without wiping you know tiring us out essentially. Sure. Uh, yeah, I think that that's exactly right. I mean, I've I've been I've I think I mentioned on this podcast before, um, and I know that Jeff is very aware of this. I don't really read a lot of um, any comics from the Mainstream. big two really uh, anymore, DC or Marvel. Uh, every now and then I'll pick up storylines of Batman because I like the character so much, but otherwise I don't read like the ongoing um, stories that come from them. That doesn't mean I don't read a lot of superhero content. I just only read superhero content from other publishers like Dynamite, which is the boys, or like Image, which is Invincible, and it's because they don't have to deal with the established canon. They don't have to tell the same story all the time. Like if you go and read the ongoing series of Batman from DC, no matter how many times they reset the universe, you're guaranteed to get a Riddler story. You're guaranteed to get a Bane story. You're guaranteed to get a Joker story. And they're always going to introduce a new character that gives you a little bit of a twist on that, but you're just going to keep getting the same shit just told by different people, which is the problem that we're talking about with superhero fatigue. That's what I felt with the comics, which is why I've sort of moved away from those kinds of comics. But then you get stories, just like you said, like The Boys, like Invincible, which is one of my favorite comic books of all time. Um, and Jeff, like like Danger Club, you know what I mean? Where you can take these characters that are clearly a reference to existing characters that we all know and love from the comics. But you yep. are able to tell a story that you would never get away with in DC. You would never, like, you know, for those who don't know, that's like a story about what if all the superheroes got got zapped off and no one knew what was going on with them and the sidekicks had to take over and fight like this massive battle to save them basically and it is good i mean it's one of jeff's favorite comics he used to have like the cover of it as his phone screen for like 10 years uh -huh. um but yeah i mean it's it, it th th those are more interesting like you're saying brian and i i, I do yeah. wonder if we're gonna see sort of a, a shift over to you know I mean, what we're seeing with Westerns nowadays, to bring it, tie it back up with that metaphor, is the only Westerns we see nowadays are like kind of, they have to be somewhat unique. They have to be a like unique edgier. take on it. Yeah, yeah they have to They're be like, go, they go edgier. told in a very specific way, like the harder they fall. Uh, one of you guys just watched that recently. Um, I did. Yeah, Jeff. I really liked that, and I thought it was a really unique way of telling a Western story, and I really loved the soundtrack in that, one of the best soundtracks in the last five years for sure um but yeah i mean i, th I think you're all i think we're all right here i think that that's exactly yeah, so the go ahead so there's two so that was the first one that i, I propose as a, a solution to this which is you have to go a different direction with what you're exploring with these characters right the other one is you have to be willing willing to let these guys die in the movies like i think iron man was was like it hurt to watch it because we just followed him for 20 years but at the same time i was like like it felt like a great conclusion for him, you know, to continually keep bringing these guys back. Like the the human being acting as his character is getting older. Like they're, you know, they're, they're, there's just only so much you can flesh out with a single character. 
Like you have to be willing to let their stories conclude. I'm totally fine with Marvel like passing the torch and giving it to new people. I'm coming around on that because I was having a really hard time with the whole Natalie Portman being Thor thing. But honestly, I'm surprising myself with before that movie even comes out. I'm like, you know what? I'm totally fine with them taking it in a different direction. Just wrap up Thor's, like Chris Hemsworth Thor's character arc cleanly. Or, you know, if you're going to keep doing them, like get creative, like, you know, go down a different path with them, which I think they were trying to do with him with this whole like uh depression thing he was struggling with and the weight gain and stuff i thought that was kind of an interesting take although i know i know it was used as comic relief but kind of interesting to see such a perfectly sculpted you know great hero that's totally infallible with his motives like completely destroyed by the things that have happened to him i think unravel and become the big lebowski yeah yeah, but like you gotta let these people like you gotta let their story come full circle and end because you know it's just other than that, you're just getting the same guy over and over again, and it's just very, um, you know, it's it's oversaturating in a way. Yeah, um, for sure. I do want to contradict myself here immediately <laughs> back to back, though, because I just had this thought where I thought, how? what do you guys think of the idea of, like, choosing an actor for Superman and just, like, starting in a new origin story with Superman where, like, the actor's, like, you know... 20 or you know something like that and you do a young superman movie but you you basically plan on using the same actor for like five movies over the course of like 20 years or something and you just do these different phases of his life and the things that he's going through uh, like boyhood this do do you guys see that movie richard linklater he's talking about the yeah i, I did. Just, um, just constantly film the same guy like every five years to make one big movie i know you're talking about something different but you basically i mean that's what the they're doing right like that's what they did he's with, talking about the nolan verse basically he wants a nolan verse superman yeah what do you mean nolan verse as in like you just keep seeing batman throughout the course of like 15 years or something right. like that. you get, you oh, get three sure. chapters of batman's life but i'm talking about using the same actor when he's like super young and baby-faced i mean that's what they know, were trying to through. do with tom holland but now tom holland's five movies in and he's and he's been spider-man since 2000 and 12 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like, and he's sick of it and yeah, he's 16. like i'm fucking done it's been yeah, six years my proposal is you don't do a movie every two years or whatever you you spread them out big time you know you just do it every five years you just do another one you know like so it's so it's more like we get to like stop and wait and look forward to the next one because it's been a while since we've seen this guy and he's gonna look totally different you know like it's because he's growing up and changing rapidly and then you get to explore another part of his life I mean, and we it's that's what sequels used to be like you know what i mean it was like the movie did really well and then they're like oh shit okay well let's start production on another sequel and then all of a sudden you get spider-man 2 three or four years later and now right. because of the success like, of yeah. these things they're like oh okay well let's just get these on a fucking production track every two years we're pumping out right. shit marvel is even Which, further yeah. than that they're doing the ford model where they're just on a fucking production line just fucking people are just moving in and out and they're just place 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 just new 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 just constantly right. fucking it's oversaturation shit in. it's big time and yeah. I, I mean speaking of oversaturation i mean the fact that i mean i keep hearing rumors that toby mcguire and andrew garfield are going oh, to continue right. to return that that andrew garfield's going to come back for another spider-man no. I'm like you're fucking killing me like I'm people done. aren't going to want to see these films i i i'm I mean, I would go and see Amazing Spider-Man three. I would. <laughs> I'm no. not gonna lie, I would. I, re- I really. I said people, protest now. Not me. Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. I know Brian hates it, but I like it. I like that version. Get get a new person in there for MJ or something. I don't know. Like, get it. Give him some love. 
I don't care. Give him a, a let him wrap up that story. That's fine. But yeah, after that, fucking let them walk away. Let them be done. I'm okay with that. It could just end. Like we don't need, you know, more. Like when they were go doing another Batman movie and people were like, just bring Christian Bale back. Fuck no. I don't want that version of Batman anymore. I like the three that we got from him. Let, let's see something different. I wanted Ben Affleck to keep going, or I'm ready for the Robert Pattinson version. But you have no more Joker. Tell us a new story. Give us someone else. Anyway, Jeff, did you have any final thoughts before I wrap this up? Uh, let me see if I refer to my notes. Um, no, I mean, I was going to touch on the, the topic kind of at the beginning that, you know, superhero genre is relatively new that kind of get into the background of why I think the superhero fatigue has started is because, you know, it was kind of like an untapped genre when it first exploded. But I think we're firmly away from that. I also have heard criticism before everyone be like, oh, I'm just waiting for the superhero trend to end. And the counterpoint to that being that, well, it's been around for 22 years. I don't think it's going anywhere. Um, no, but it's just not going to be the thing that everybody is talking about forever, ever again. Sure. For eventually, I, I am, eventually it will get there for sure. Yeah. I, I am hoping it does become more of a um, isolated incident. You know, I'm, I'm fine with having an established canon, but just like multiple films every single year from different studios is just hard to keep up with, especially with Marvel now transitioning to a more wider platform for their Disney plus platform and having to, you know, straight up hiding origin stories for villains and stuff inside of their TV shows. If you didn't watch that specific episode of that specific TV show, you don't know what's going on. That's a, that's a weird choice. Yeah. They, they have to be having this same fucking conversation behind their closed doors. And I can't believe that's the, that's the decision they came out with was let's make it harder for people to follow. But yeah, yeah. So uh, I think that they're, they might be indirectly contributing to this fatigue and, and accelerating it to an extent, but hopefully not exactly contributing to it the same way that Marvel over saturated the comic book market and almost ruined the comic book market in the nineties by just overproducing the same issue over and over and over again with all these different variant covers that everyone felt like they had to buy. And then almost literally collapsed the market. Once people realized, Oh, I don't, this is all the same shit. Like, and it's not worth anything. I'm throwing all this money into nothing. Like it's just a, a pit of despair. And then, yeah, they almost ruined the comic book market. Um, so we can talk about that on a different episode. I quickly want to say that I think that the issue that we're seeing actually is that the theater industry needs to change. There needs to be more smaller, like multiple types of movie theaters or screens need to be devoted to smaller indie movies and people need to be able to see these um, for different prices. Like there maybe needs to be a different dynamic pricing module or model, excuse me, a Marvel movie costs $15 and this other smaller movie costs $8. Um, something like that so that it makes it more... Because when, you know, a Rolling Stones ticket costs $200 to see, but going and seeing the indie band playing at the theater down the street only cost me 10 bucks to get in. I'm probably on a Friday night when I don't have plans going to go see that indie band. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of shit that you get. Um and that's what allows those markets to kind of flourish in their own way. I think that something like that needs to change. The, the, the model that we currently have doesn't work. So that's the problem that we're seeing. And everybody's blaming it on superhero movies, but it's not the superhero movie's fault. It's the industry's fault for, you know, overvaluing 
tickets for things that maybe shouldn't be costing as much. That's what I think personally. Um, if anybody wants to hire me, uh, you can you can reach me at Clever Kids Podcast, or you can just find <laughs> Jeff in the street and let him know that um, you want to hire me for this. Let's get into what's clever. Jeff, what have you been watching, reading, listening to that uh, has kept you going this week? One thing. Yeah. <laughs> One I'm, I'm going to say – I'm going to break your rules. So I'm going to say two God things. Damn it. Uh, okay. uh, I, so Elden Ring, first of all. I, I just checked my hours. I'm, I'm 80 hours into that game, and I think I'm like two-thirds of the way done with the content. Wow. Maybe. I'm probably like the full game content, may, maybe halfway. Like if I went and did all the different items and side quests and, and uh, I'm probably at halfway. So there's a fuck ton of content in this game. It's insane. Um, also, a quick shout out to Hogwarts Legacy. If anyone doesn't know what that is, uh, it looks super fun. They just released a, a state of play, but that is not it my... It does look fun, uh, but you know what? No Quidditch. Not yet. There's, bro- there's I mean, broom flying, but it looks like shit. <laughs> That's like the worst looking part of the gameplay that I saw, but... Um, game is still in development. Action, no confirmed Quidditch, or do you know there's not going to be? There is not Quidditch no currently. Right, they haven't confirmed Quidditch, Brian. They, there's, they have not. Like, if I went yeah, through and read all of their clear here, Tyler, you're driving me nuts. <laughs> there is I no went... Quidditch right now. Right now, I'm pretty sure right. that is what I said. But um, I, that's I what, their yeah, article. what's driving me nuts. <laughs> yeah, like, I went through their article, to... and it's like deliberately absent how, how how much they don't talk they talk about like oh look at all these things the, all these things that people love about the harry potter world and they list like five different things and one of them isn't quidditch and i'm like okay you guys are deliberately not talking about it because you guys want to do a massive release that's yeah, like my theory. you guys anyway, aren't hearing us we want some fucking quidditch my second yeah, thing that i'm going to talk about this is st- still still my topic i still have the mic i'm uh the second thing i'm gonna talk about is um bojack horseman um it's a fan that I have a couple of good friends that absolutely love this show, and I've tried to give it a shot a couple of times, so I'm actually just pushing my way through it. I just hit season two last night. Um, I throw it on uh, when I want to fall asleep. So Really funny, but uh, really dark. And I do want to point out that is technically three things that Jeff's recommended, so we're yielding the no, floor no, to Brian. No, no, no. <laughs> one, one, of them, one of them was just a shout-out. One of them was not a recommendation. <sighs> Game isn't even out yet. I'm going to add shout-outs to the list. Brian, what's up? Yeah, my three things. Uh, let's see here. So um, the first one I want to say uh, jumps out at me is I just watched Prometheus last night. Um, obviously, this is not new, not a new film, but at the same time, I was I, I did like a little bit of googling to kind of understand some of the underlying themes, and and it, it blew my mind how how deep this movie actually is that I didn't realize on on uh, past rewatches, uh, you know, past viewings. It, I think I think their their whole theme of Prometheus itself, you know, being the title of the film, but like the whole you know self sacrifice of the story of Prometheus, um, it just is rampant throughout the movie. The, it's just really fascinating, like the story of creation that they get into. Highly recommend if you've seen it or if you haven't seen it, go watch it. But also do some googling so that you understand some of the underlying themes that aren't super apparent at surface level. Because I was really enjoying my rewatch last night. Um, so uh, go watch. Prometheus. Um, Adam Project on Netflix, real quick. Um, I really enjoyed it. Tyler, I, and you watched this one as well, I believe, so you know, feel we free to, to argue with me or, or, or concur, but um, high quality, I thought, uh, for what it was. I think this is Netflix's uh, bread and butter going forward, is to create these original films that are just highly entertaining, that have like the one big superstar or two big superstars that kind of carry the film. And they're just these fun, like, 
one one movie storylines that um, you know you could just throw on and enjoy any time. Um, really enjoyed it. So um, that's where I will conclude my recommendations. Yeah, uh, I was going to talk about the Adam Project as well. Um, I think that it kind of captured an energy similar to like Steven Spielberg's old movies, like E.T. or something like that. But um, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's very, you know, very sort of generic genre sci-fi adventure, but Ryan Reynolds is charming and funny. And that kid, whoever that kid was, he was really funny. And um, I liked that. Uh, specifically spoilers for this movie. If you have not watched it, skip ahead 15 seconds from here. But I really like that part where the kid activated the lightsaber and jumped in and went to attack the guy, and the guy just swatted him out of the way because he's still just a kid. Boom. Was that less than 15? Yeah. Wow. Look at that. Um, so I... Uh, and then he died. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also thought that it was just like... I don't know. It was a... It was a very heartwarming family movie. I would have liked for Jennifer Garner to have more to do, but, you know, in general, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's not going to win any awards, but just like a fun way to spend an evening for sure. Um, but, yeah, that, that's all we have to say. Let's wrap things up. Um, anyone have a last thought before we get out of here? A question to provide to our audience to get them in touch with us, anything like that? All right, I'll ask it. Do you guys like superhero movies or are you getting sick of them? What's the kind of content that you guys are kind of feeling annoyed by or like that you're, you don't need more of? Um, let us know. Get in touch with us. And, yeah, thank you so much for listening. And talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Clever Kids Podcast. If you want more from us, be sure to follow us on social media. We're at Clever Kids Pod everywhere. Or you can get in touch with us at cleverkidspodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And be sure to rate us on whatever app you're listening on and recommend us to a friend. We really appreciate it. Or don't. Whatever's clever.